On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss my first-person experience of trying out for a professional team. Yes, the Delaware Bluecoats had open tryouts this past weekend. I was invited. How did I fare? We'll talk about that and much, much more right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and my partner from the Inquirer.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's going on, man? How was the weekend? It was great, man. How was yours? Ah, no complaints. You know, all good and uh, football's back and all that. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Busy weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, good win by the for the Eagles. You know, Cowboys look kind of bad, but it it's is like what six, it is. eight weeks for Dak Prescott with that uh, hand injury. So that's going to be a tough one for them. Only team to lose in the NFC East, by the way. Yeah, well, hey, like the way he played yesterday, that might be a blessing. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't good before the injury. Yeah, he was not. That Tampa defense looked pretty good uh, against them. But, you know, we, we can always jump into that when we get here. Folks, we are fans of sports. So uh, as we watch these games, we'll every now and again just throw those in the mix as, as we talk about basketball, of course. But you know, some big stuff happens in pro football or baseball, hockey, soccer, whatever. We'll just throw our two cents in there. But thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here at Locked On 76 as well. Keith, while there were a lot of guys with their first games this year, some rookies, uh, maybe some undrafted guys that came out of nowhere as rookies and, and got some work in the NFL for the very first time, you have to go through some tryouts occasionally to get there. And uh, I had a tryout this weekend with the Delaware Blue Coast, the G League affiliate of the Philadelphia 76ers. My fourth time doing it, the open tryout. And, um, you know, I'm, I've, I've been invited. The, uh, one other time I was invited, I couldn't do it. And I think that was after my ACL surgery when they offered to, uh, they wanted me to come out. And I, after that year, it just wasn't I wasn't ready to to do that. So this is the first time in a couple of years that I've been back and it was pretty fun. It's always fun to go out there, man. I got a question. So so how did it initially like you said, this is your fourth year. So basically one year you couldn't do it. Right. So one yeah. year you couldn't do it. Um, so how did it. So you basically been doing it over a five year span. Right. Four out of five. How did it initially come about? Well, they 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 wanted to, as you know, the G League at first being the D League and then changing it to the G League in terms of the title. They they wanted to start to I don't know how it is in other cities, so I'll just start there. Uh, but there have been so many people like uh, the one example that always pops up is Jonathan Simmons, former Sixer, by the way, where he was a tryout person for the San Antonio Spurs affiliate. The uh, what is it, the Austin Toros? I think it is. And paid his way, come in for the tryout. I think it's a $200 general admission fee for the tryout. Went in, work out, 
see if you can uh, be recognized uh, in that space and maybe get a tryout for the um, for the team in general for the training camp uh, there, not the Spurs training camp, the G League training camp of the affiliate, in this case, the Toros, and in my case, the Blue Coats. And they wanted to, because it wasn't so big, it wasn't so well known, because you know how it is, Keith. If you're going to the NBA or if you're going overseas, yes, you may get a tryout, but it's because you have an agent. It's because you play collegiately and the scouts saw you and all of that. But with this, this was a different avenue, a different way of different path to make it to a professional team. And even having to start at a lower level, it's a start. It's an opportunity. It's a beginning for something where you can still live out your dream and pursue that career. And they wanted to get some buzz out. So when it happened in the very, very beginning of it all, they started to put it out there on NBA.com, on the team's websites of the open tryout to give people an opportunity to do so, to create that buzz. And they also wanted me as a media member to come in and give a first, as you call it, a first person experience and account just to kind of explain it a bit on the radio at the time and still currently to tell people how it goes. So if they were a little reluctant, they don't want to hear, or maybe they just didn't hear about it, Keith. Maybe they didn't see it. Maybe their agent didn't see it. That even if I said one thing and word of mouth traveled elsewhere, and the next thing you know, you have another body to come in and work out with that opportunity, that chance. So um, that's how it began because they wanted to kind of spread the word of what they're doing and giving people chances, giving people opportunities. And the coaches this weekend and Jameer Nelson, who's the assistant general manager, former NBA player, all-star St. Joe's great here in Philadelphia, that that was one of the things that they preached as they huddled up the, the group of 75 people that did show up at Chase Fieldhouse in Delaware to let them know that this is it. This is what it's about. And giving you a first person you know, opportunity uh, giving you a, a chance to again uh, try to try to find your way into the league somehow. You never know how old you will be. You never know where it may come from. But this is a chance, and all they ask for you to do is to come out and respect the game, play as hard as you could, you're possible, and you never know who you might see. And I saw a lot of guys there that I recognize in terms of uh, basketball circles that may have the ear of a lot of people and um there was some really good talent there this weekend and that's that's how it that's how it all really began with my first time out there a couple of years ago yeah but do you have skills though bro was you like you know what i mean what was you doing was you locking them down was you in the corner hitting threes were you representing for like you know the over 40 crowd like you was um, playing with the young boys <laughs> i think i did represent for the over 40 crowd i, I say that part um, so how they do it is, is uh, when they invite you, there are guys who play collegiately at really high levels, right? So um, there was, are you familiar with the uh, the guy? I don't remember his name. 5'2 kid, 5'2 guy, went to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And with the tournament, um, yeah, with the yeah. tournament, he, you know, there were some stories out there following him because, again, he's 5'2". He's out there and he's good. And he was there um, and he was good. And I was playing against him. So obviously, you know, you think about it, you're like, I have no business being out there on the floor with this dude. Uh, his name is Darnell Rogers. Um, 
uh, from University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and really talented, talented guy, point guard. And, you know, he's out there. So I did represent, I think, for the 40 and over crowd. I, um, I didn't shoot a lot. I think I shot the ball one time in, in the entire amount of games that I played, which were, or played in, which were roughly about 10 games and they are eight minute increments of, of, of games and they try to funnel because you have 75 guys you have a certain amount of teams you have eight on a team or seven on a team and you want to make sure everybody gets the fair amount of of runtime uh, out there on the floor so if you eight minutes uh, if i don't start that particular one i'll come in in the four minute mark and see how it goes and whether it's keeping our lead and closing the game out or we're trailing and i'm helping to to come back and and, and at least put us in position to win that win that game. Mm-hmm. I think I fared I fared okay. I did make my only shot. It was a jump shot too. Um, and uh, but I I was like you said playing defense, trying to make sure that I was helping the team out in any way, looking to, looking to pass. And the one thing that I know they were trying to do was what the NBA does is getting to the basket and shoot threes. Um, it was more of if you are open, shoot it, of course. But as we know in today's game, it's about the uh, open shot which is the three-pointer, creating those opportunities and getting to the basket and finishing at the rim. So uh, that was something that, that was important. And of course, with as me as a media person, I also want to know what they're doing, what type mm-hmm. of sets are they running and, and all of that. So uh, I have so much to share with this, Keith, as you, as you talked about, and I'm sure you have more questions, but uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into that a little bit more of what it was all about and some of the talent that I did see and later on, we'll jump into both the uh, new in-tournament rules for the 23-24 campaign in the NBA and the salary cap, which is going up next year, as it always does. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Before we talk about that, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchup, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and score. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today. There's a lot of action going on in professional sports. Get in there, college too. Uh, thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um, all right. So what else did you uh, want to know? Because, you know, <laughs> you know, um, you know, the, the thing is that, uh, you know, you know, the thing is like, you know, were there any players who really impressed you guys who, you know, people should keep an eye on? Darnell Rogers. He he was good. He, he impressed me um, seeing the story and seeing it during the tournament during the year. You Playing D one, you you can tell that he he was good. But now seeing him up close and personal, and just having you know control of the floor, uh, having control of the game, and understanding what he could and could not do in certain instances, but never 
after playing all these years and playing at that height, nothing's going to change for him, right? So he knows how to play the game. He knows how to use his body and all. He had one play where uh, I was on the floor for this one, wasn't defending him, but I was on the opposite side. So, of course, just peeking around, keeping your head on the swivel as he was uh, moving around. And, and he, he, he drove to the basket and he got amongst the trees in there. And he basically, um, as, as, as I try to lay it out there, the basket is right here in front of him. But as the defenders close out on him, and of course that length that they have, he wound up turning his back to the play. But as he turns his back to the play, basically back to the basket, you know, he had a way of getting the angle where he could still as a lefty too, by the way, uh, use his use his angle with his left hand to shoot it from basically behind his head with enough spin to get it off the glass and, and convert it. And it was an impressive move. Uh, for someone five two, but again, he's been doing it for so long. This is just second nature to him of uh, which ways to finish at the basket. So he stood out to me. There were a couple of other wing players that I don't know their names. Uh, don't know their names because a lot of these players you sometimes you just don't know. Did recognize a few faces, uh, more local stuff that where I recognize their faces, but um, definitely uh, he stood out to me. Rogers from University of Maryland, Baltimore County. He was one that really that really did it. So uh, I was matched. I did match up with him twice. And, you know, you, you kind of look at guys and guys look at you and you they they think certain things on you. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, man. And this is this is no zone. This is all man to man. And he has the speed. He has the handle. He has the shiftability, uh, the creativity to do whatever he needs to do. So I'm like, all right, I'm on an island right here. So first you know, I'm not trying to shade him left because he's a lefty. I'm trying to shade him right. And um, my the one play, I definitely feel like I held my own of staying in front of him and forcing him to, to, to pass the ball uh, to a corner. Now, I got a little bit of help as the man shaded over, but it wasn't more because he beat me to the spot. It was more of that was the right basketball play. And uh, But I, I, was, I was in front of him the entire time. I, I held my own there. And um, uh, so that was one play uh, with that one. And the other one, uh, I think he did get to the basket. And uh, I don't think he made the shot, but he did get a good shot off uh, of, of a good attempt. Uh, on the other end, he matched up with me. But the way we did it was we were moving the ball around. So shot goes up. Uh, the only other uh, time, since I'm a little bit taller than him, not that much taller than him, five, six, uh, he, you know, he's strong. So box me, you know, low base. He's got thick legs and all. Uh, he's built up top, but uh, I was able to get inside position on him, you know, like a swim move to get around him and find my position as the shot went up. But the ball bounced at a different angle away from both of us, so neither one of us uh, got it. But um, he was the one that really impressed me out of a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good wings. Maybe a couple of couple of bigs, just a couple of bigs in my opinion, more wings. A lot of wings guards that were there uh, in, in this one. So, but it was fun. Um, Jameer Nelson, a lot of other uh, Reggie Redding, as you know, from the Sixers player development, former Villanova standout, yeah. uh, TJ DeLeo. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get him some props from coming from the prep. I know you love Villanova. I'm just <laughs> uh, because his Philadelphia standout. Um, so y'all I'm making his cousin played at Villanova, so I'm just teasing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Reggie, Reggie was there uh, as one of the coaches. 
TJ DeLeo also player development from the Sixers, Temple University, Temple standout. University. Yeah. Um, Ash Howard, former coach. Ash Howard, okay. Yeah, Ash was so he there. Was, he, he he's with the working with the uh, G League team. Well, he was there this weekend. He was helping out. Okay. He was helping out. I did talk okay. to Ashley a little bit after That's the game. Uh, after everything was done, I talked to Ash a little bit. I hadn't seen him in a while since Villanova, really. And uh, <clears throat> you know, a former LaSalle coach. So, um, so yeah, there were some, there were some people there again, some people there that, that, you know, you saw some Sixers, other Sixers personnel from, from up top the front office and uh, business side that were also there that I had a chance to stop and, and, and chat it up with a little bit. And uh, Alex Yo from the Delaware blue coats, uh, who, who yeah, runs a lot of their stuff. Uh, Kobe Carl again, wasn't there, the head coach because his dad was inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. So he had a, he, he had a good excuse. <laughs> exactly. I got a question for you. My last question. And I did talk to Kobe on Wednesday on the okay. radio to, 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 to talk about it all. And Keith, that's when he invited me. He invited me live on the air because he had heard that I had been in in the past. And he said, I want you to come out uh, to that one. So that was pretty cool. No, but how many players from here and all the, all the time that you, uh, that you participated in this. I'm not talking about league wide. I know it's hard, but how many of these guys who tried these open tryouts actually went on to make the blue coats? Have there been any? Yeah, there've been a, there've been a few. There've been a couple of guys. I want to say four years for me. Four years for me. So I want to say about, um, and it's not just making the team. It's more getting that tryout. Yeah. Um, I want to say about seven that I remember. Went on and got the got the got the, the tryout. Yeah, okay. seven or eight got the actual tryout. And again, Keith, this is not easy because while this particular weekend there were only three courts, the other times that I've done it, it was at Temple University where five courts. So you have a big number of people. By the way, in less than two weeks now, on the twenty fourth, they'll be at Delaware State, and they already have today. They already have a hundred plus. Uh, participants who will be there at Dell State for the second tryout. And so, again, think about that when I say seven or eight people get plucked from there and they may have some individual work with the team and then they'll ultimately decide if they want to have them come to the tryouts where these tryouts, uh, uh, Demir Rosby Crowtree from the Villanova Wildcats, he was also there. Um, so, Okay. You, you just you you never you never know, and it's not easy because you're talking about 100 players that they they want to actually bring in and give them a tryout, invite them to the next one to see how they fare against that next group of competition, and then go from there. And um, I was already invited back for that one, the second one. I just don't know if I want to take a two-hour drive to Dell State. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame on a, you on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. But um, but yeah, that's 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 the number I think is correct, and I can follow up and maybe give you a better answer from the from from there. And I might be off, but I just remember about seven to eight guys that were actually invited to the try to the uh, training camp. All right, all right. Hey, but look, D, before be, before we get into the next segment, I want to talk to y'all about the NBA top fifty: Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who is the most valuable NBA player this season? Locked on and bet online present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find out on Locked On NBA 
wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm telling y'all, you better do it today. Definitely do it today. That's right. Make sure you get out there. Do it today, folks. Do it today. Or you might have these, if you can hear the sirens in the back, they might be coming for you. <laughs> um, but look, man, no, it was a fun experience. It's always fun. I always appreciate the invite, man. It's, it's really cool. And uh, for them to continue to invite me, uh, again, I, I do something. I don't know what I do, but I do something enough for them to keep inviting me back. And how I explained it, Keith, real fast before we jump into the salary cap and the in-season tournament is that they have the levels of courts and the levels of the courts are, you know, from a really good top level to the lower level where it's like, all right, these guys are just out here, you know, just trying to trying to see what it's all about and all of that. So uh, I've been I've been lucky enough in these where the very first time I did it, they had me on the second best court, some really talented guys and they they reserved the right after watching you for a few games to move you up to the big court or the next level of court. So in this case, I did start because, you know, I had my ACL. This is my first time really playing. So I told them I'm just going to take it easy. I'm not going to go crazy. So they put me on the lower level court and out there. They, I did enough of whatever I did for them to move me up to the second court. Um, and <laughs> I was just in the B court at first. Yeah. So I was just sitting there talking. And yeah. next thing you know, one of the coaches that I did not know, uh, they came up to me and said, uh, "You're you're moving over to the to the second court," and I was like, "Oh, okay." okay. And so I went over there and did that, and that's how they do it. So they have the guys who play collegiately or professionally overseas, and this, you know, scouts are there to watch them too, really. And then they have the lower levels of of court, but if you play well enough, they'll see if you can handle that bump up uh, to to that next level. So. It's pretty fun, man. It was always fun. I always appreciate them inviting me. And I really did think about if I should go back to the Delaware State one. I just don't know if I want to take that drive two two hours in the morning and then two hours back on a, on a Saturday uh, on the day off. But I'll see because the, the invite is it's an open open invite. And I'll see if I if I, I feel like making it out there on that day. Give it another. Right? Where yeah. is it, you know? 24th okay. of September. At oh, Delaware State. Okay. Yeah, two days before the start of training camp. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then the Eagles play. And I, you know, I just want to make sure I'm I'm all set and I'm right. Yeah. And I have pre six Eagles pregame the next morning. So before they play Washington. All right, man. Um let me uh give you the numbers so far for the uh salary cap. The 2023-24 salary cap is currently projected. According to you know reports, Shams, that $134 million will be the number, 10.4 million higher than this season. So we already talked about it, Keith, off air, off air. So just a little over the $123 million for the 22-23 campaign. And for tax level, it's $162 million for next season already uh put there. So uh, the Sixers are one of the teams in that tax level, over $150 million. So, uh, as as always, uh, the salary cap is going to go up next season. Yeah, I mean, that's you know what? That's well, for basically, you know, the guys, you know, you, we're going to have situations where guys are going to make more money, you know, next year. Um, the, the one person that, that's well, first of all, they already have their bird rights when you talk about James Harden and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that, but that will help out 
you know, in regards to of taking less of a hit if he if he wants to take more money. You know what I mean? But but I also believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, next year is when Joel Embiid's contract kicks in or his extension. Am I right or wrong? Because I do uh, uh, for, the, for the new one that he signed, right? Yeah, for the new yeah, one next, next season. So next season. you know what I mean? So they're 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 still, you know, they're they're still gonna be one of those um uh, probably luxury tap teams if assuming if Harden comes back. You know, I, I think next year is gonna be Tobias Harris's uh final oh. yeah, final season. So, you know, there's still a lot. Now let's just say a guy like uh, Matisse Thibel, you know, he'll become a restricted free agent yeah. if he's still on the team. You know, he's he's gonna be one of those things where, you know, they're gonna have to up his ante, so to speak, especially if he has a good year. So, you know, I, I think is is going up, which is good, you know, for the players and all that. But it, it, to me, I always look at it like, you know, player salary. When you look at it each year, they make more and more money for the most part, right? And it's kind of like that inflation thing. But you know, it, 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 it's good. It, it's good. It gives them more options. But but I also think that if Harden plays the way he does and he wants to come back, if uh, Matisse plays the way that he does, and if even if they resign him you know, cause he's going to be a restricted free agent. You know, I, I think that there's still going to be a, a, a tax team and, and then let not, we're, we're not thinking we're not even talking about Joel, you know, and be the money that he's going to demand or he's yeah. going to get. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, that's, that's that. No, no surprise there. Uh, it's always, um, always going to go up as long as everything is okay. No pandemic getting in the way and, and, and all of that. So uh, that's that. Also, Keith, the in-season tournament uh, that has been talked about a lot uh, over the last couple of seasons. Looks like it's going to be in place, man, for the uh, 23-24 season, according to, you know, Shams. Uh, the framework of the season it goes as such. Cup games through November. Mm-hmm. Eight teams advanced to single elimination final in December. The other 22 continue with regular season. All games part of normal 82-game schedule, one extra for two final teams. What do you make of this? And um, I think there was a little bit more. Um, they're still finalizing and working on the concept, which includes to-be-determined prizes for the eight teams in advance to the single elimination round. What do you think of this for teams who look at this as a gimmick, whatever, but – all they really care about is the end game beginning from April to June. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing, like it's one of those things where initially I, I don't like it. Right. But, but it's also, I, I nor did I like how they changed the all-star game and, and did all that other stuff, you know, where they played to a certain uh, score as opposed to playing, you know, having a time limit on it. But then I learned to like it. Right. It brings some excitement. So initially, from a selfish standpoint, I'm like, come on, man, I don't have time for this. Give me an 82 game schedule and and leave it there. The one concern that I have is that all games are part of a normal 82 game schedule. Yeah. One extra for the two finals teams. So it's kind of like, well, what happens if if like we're going to have to do these tiebreakers and when you got one team playing, you got two teams playing 83 games. And everybody else playing 82. So do they get the tiebreaker just because they made it to the finals? You understand what I'm saying? It's like, 
Like, I, I think that all the games should, like, everybody should play the same amount of games. That's just my opinion, you know. And and then the one thing that I think, and I, you know, for selfish reasons, this is what I don't, I don't like that. But for selfish reasons, like, okay, let's, here we go. You're a Sixers, covering the Sixers, or you're a Sixers fan, or even a player. So all of a sudden, they're playing in this single elimination tournament, and then they leave. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, you got to hurry up and play. We, we, we got three regular season games that we're going to give you right now. You know what I mean? That's really not on the schedule. You know, I, I guess from being a traditionalist, you want to know, I want to know right now where I'm going to be at on November the 6th, scheduled to be at, right? Now, yep. I don't want to learn in like yep. November the 3rd that, oh, all right, November the 6th, I got to go to Sacramento. You, you you know what I'm saying? It's like, yes. but but again, that's a selfish reason. It's something that we're all going to have to adjust to. The one thing I don't like is I don't like uh, the thing that I really like concerns me and I have problems with is everyone else is going to um like all but two of the teams are going to have an 82 game schedule. Mm-hmm. The other two are going to have 83. Right. I think that you know you got to. I got to learn more about how they're going to make this thing um, work, you know, because just playing an extra game to me is, is crazy. That's as far as the ex- extra game goes, you just hope for the sake of the team, especially if they're going to be a playoff team when it's all said and done, that uh, maybe you can find a way where that's a low management type of game to give them, give some guys off and have your younger players play or your reserves just play a little bit more. Yeah, true. But for me, it's more or less, to me, it's more or less tiebreakers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, That's fair. Yeah, you know fair. I mean? To me, it's more that, like, you got to figure it out. Like, so, you know, like, like okay, you're going to play an extra game because of the finals. But let's just say if uh, the L.A. Lakers made it to the finals and, and the, the Phoenix Suns didn't, right? But just because the Lakers played, but the Phoenix, just because the Lakers played one more game, sure, when they won that game, um, that one they played, they percentage points. They're they're going to finish with the number one seed. I think that that's where we have a little bit of problem because if you're Phoenix, you're saying, "Yo, hold up, like, why do they get the number one seed because they played one more game?" You, you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so. Yeah, that's the only uh, real. And, and, and again, yeah, just because they have all the framework doesn't mean it's completely done. And yeah, exactly. Someone else might be might look at it just like you that is making the decisions and say, "Hang on, how about this?" And then they have to eventually adjust it a little bit because it just doesn't make you know enough sense uh, for that. So, absolutely, man, uh, I I agree with you 100. Uh, percent Like you, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm, I'm willing to see it, but I, I don't. I just don't want it to happen. So uh, it's going to happen. There's nothing yeah. I can do about it. I'm not making the decisions. It's going to happen. So since it's going to happen, now let's just see. Let's just see how it goes. Let's just see how it fares. Let's see how they use their star players. Let's see if the bonus money is a million dollars per player, and there's some incentive there for the players, especially those the younger ones who don't make as much money. Uh, as the as the others that that have been playing in the league for for a long time and have that different stature in in the NBA, so uh, we'll find out. 
and we don't have to wait till the next season. And once we get there, I'm sure there will be more changes ahead as we get ready for that one. But listen, man, it's always great to catch up with you. And uh, we'll be with everybody four times this week as we get closer and closer to the start of the NBA season. And we have media day here in Philadelphia on the 26th of September. So we're getting closer, man. We're about 14 days away, Keith. This is the Monday, a couple of weeks, man, two weeks. We'll be at media day for the start of the Sixers season. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. No doubt, man. Well, listen, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers. Your first listen every day uh, on our next episode. We'll talk a little bit more about the league in general, a little bit on the Sixers as we get closer and closer. And now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keep what can you let people know where they can find us? You can find me on the Delaware Blue Coats roster in the fall, but Keith, you can let the people know where they can find us. Well, see, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, definitely. Um, but yeah, you can like wherever you get your like like D just said beforehand, wherever you get your podcast at, you can also subscribe to this podcast, Locked On 76ers. You can also follow our YouTube channel at Locked On 76ers YouTube. Just type it in, right? And then when you go there to become a subscriber, you see that Liberty Bell. Bing, click on that Liberty Bell. And then next thing you know, you become our subscriber. My man D has his own radio show on 97.5, The Divine Giving Show. And this show is one of the best around. It goes from 6 to 10 p.m., right? But also, D is flexible. <laughs> so I am certain times so i gotta ask him are you doing the whole sh- your show tonight i start at eight tonight See what i mean that's what I'm but to tell you. Okay. i got you got we got four hours to talk about a lot of stuff from the football yesterday with philadelphia and in their home opener i mean their season opener in detroit and we'll talk about them we'll talk about the phillies all that stuff so eight to midnight tonight monday okay. night on the fanatic Okay, so but that's what I'm saying. That's why I always got to keep tomorrow. I start at six, okay, but I'm only only going to eight (laughs) o'clock. Okay, see, you just just flexing, but uh, but also, you know, you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer, but you can also follow us on Twitter. We invite you to follow my man D at Divine G975, right? And you can follow me, Pompey on Sixers. And Keith is about to be off vacation, folks. He's got like two more days, and then he's back. So you got to check him out at the uh, Inquire.com. Follow him with, in the Philadelphia Inquire. And uh, Keith will be back as we gear up again for the start of the Sixers season. And and just to give folks, you know, an idea of what we're going to be doing, we're going to have a lot of fun this year. This is the first time I get to start with Keith from the beginning of the season uh, throughout the entire campaign. So we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of different ideas that we're going to bring to the show uh, for the entire season. So stay buckled up, stay ready. We we never know. I might get called up. You never know. Keith will be covering me. All right? (laughs) I know, right? I know, right? (laughs) All right, bro. All right, man. All right, peace.